My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure It makes me wanna dribble dribble, you know Riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it Six feet two in a compact, no slack But luckily the seats go back I got a knack to relax in my mind Sipping some red, red wine Nice You're listening to the number one podcast For Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County This is O. Be On deck for today, guys. We've got a great hot topic. Well, I say great, kind of a scary, sad one. Also yeah. got some local news, kind of a short segment, I guess you could say, with what we've got. Of course, our dad jokes, motivational message, some random facts or stories you likely didn't know, and of course, our sports section that has the highlights of our Friday Night Lights with our three coaches. T, how's your week been, man? Man, it's been pretty good this week. Everything's going real well. I'm glad to enjoy the three-day weekend and have have uh, Monday off, Labor Day off, and uh, just uh, go back to a four-day work week. That's the great thing about a three-day weekend, man. You come back to a four-day work week. Amen, man. Amen, man. There's, n- <laughs> there's no doubt about that. That's right. No doubt. <laughs> well, did you uh, have any big plans for the weekend? Did you do anything special? Are you, are you doing any of your cooking channel shows or anything like that? Actually, yeah, uh, we we filmed one earlier today. Uh, I've got about half of it edited so far. It'll come out later this week. M- might possibly, uh, I think we'll just have one this week. Hopefully, maybe two next week as well. But uh, uh, Elaine's going to be in this one. There you and, go. Uh, one of, one of the nice little things that uh, she makes uh, whenever uh, we do tailgating and whatnot as well. Uh, got a lot of. Uh, positive feedback from the one we put out last week. Uh, y'all need to go go see go to uh, tentonyfamilykitchen.com. Uh, click on the website over there. there uh, we have all our videos uh, there as well, and we'd love for you to su- to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, right now we we kicked off our tailgate series since it's football season. Going to have lots of different types of great food. Man, I tried something this weekend that'll probably be out not this coming week, but next weekend. Deep fried, sweet chili sauced, baby back ribs. I saw your picture on this, man. Dude. I, I don't know, man. You're gonna have to convince me. Uh, I, well, I, I tell you what. Why don't you come next week, and won't you be my guest taster on that? Mm-hmm. I, you will probably leave here missing two fingers. It's that good. <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. Yeah, I'll like teach it. everybody how to make the sauce, the the ribs, the whole nine yards, man. They're just they were fantastic. Just Heard fantastic. That. Heard that. Well, good deal. Good deal. Well, it was good, a good college football weekend. Uh, if you're a Mississippi was, State fan, yeah. uh, if you were able to withstand the numerous hours of delay, you were able to have a big one there. Ole Miss got a good W in the heat. Everybody I know who went to Oxford literally melted into the stands. They were cooking. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, if you're a Memphis fan, you're unfortunately not too happy today. Uh, but also, if you're basically if you're an SEC fan, you're a happy camper because they kind of did some big ones, you know, between Georgia destroying. Oregon on national Man. television, and then watching Florida upset the Utah Utes, or uh, you know, which the people call it an upset, but you know, I, I didn't see it. I saw Florida just put it to them. So um, great game, fun to watch. Down to the wire, so uh, man, it feels great to be back into college football. And like Absolutely. I said, when we talked to these, uh, you know, the high school coaches, it was fantastic night for them as well. So I really look forward to the sports section into into the show. Good, 
Good deal. Well, guys, we're getting to our hot topic. You know, we have to talk about our favorite realtor team, and that is Team Couch of Birch Realty. Guys, the number one realtor or number one team in DeSoto County is led by Brian Couch, our good friend here at the podcast. Been that way for a long, long time. Guys, I've used him personally, and you need to as well. It's truly, truly the best experience when it comes to buying and selling real estate in DeSoto County area. Go check out their website, teamcouch.com, and you can see all the things they do. This is a full-service team that can handle from top to bottom any needs you have. They also offer a, a uh, market analysis. They can let you know what your house is worth, free of charge, no obligation. They're going to take care of you from top to bottom. If you want to call their number there at the office to try to set this up, it is 449-1700. That is a 662 number. Or you can call Brian's cell phone personally, which is 901-461-7653. Remember, every home needs a cat. Ouch. T, these hot topics this week, man, well, it's really just one. And it's really sad is that we have a lady, a teacher right here in Memphis, who was kidnapped while she was jogging in the morning for exercise, 4.30 in the morning. And it is, this has really caused a stir in our community because it's right across the state line. And um, they have made an arrest, uh, but no word on her yet. And that just that doesn't spell well, man. I'm really concerned. Yeah, that, that never sounds good. Uh Man, I just can't imagine going through something like that. And, uh, man, I, I hope the end result of this comes out really well. I'm glad that they got somebody and uh, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, would love to know what the motive was. Jeez, uh, I mean, you, you would think that that person might have, you know, known her some some in some form or capacity or, or another as well. And, uh, man, it's just that's just hard to fathom, man. Things, things just – seem to be getting worse and worse and i just don't get it i don't i don't get folks much anymore it just feels surreal it doesn't feel like something that would happen here or around here and to see that it's on our local news making national news and that they're offering fifty thousand dollars for information right. to find her i mean like these are things you listen to a crime podcast like oh that's never around here this is you know here or there or you know this doesn't feel real until you actually realize this is literally literally within 15 minutes of us here in Olive Branch and a woman is missing and they're arresting people and they have no idea what's going on or at least we don't know what's going on and that is truly truly scary and you know I try to keep this podcast as positive as possible but you know it seems like you know I guess you got to just look over your shoulder some and I hate you have to create that hysteria or fear but if somebody can be you know be kidnapped right here this close to home I guess it's something you just have to think about and I, and I hate you you have to do that yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, you always heard about these things happening in big cities, you know, New York, Chicago, maybe even Atlanta, uh, out west in California, Los Angeles, uh, things of that nature. But, you know, as big as our area has grown over the past several years in, in population and the number of people that are coming and going uh, all the time, unfortunately, uh, it's just a law of numbers. I mean, the the more densely populated an area becomes, uh, you know, people you get more people in areas that that don't know how to act, or or possibly they have some kind of uh, mental instability that causes them to do certain things or whatnot as well. And uh, uh, unfortunately, that's it. Just that just seems to be the 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 trend that's been going around in our area here lately. Yeah, it's truly sad. I truly pray for her, her family, and everybody involved, and hopefully this comes out to a very positive conclusion and that people can get back to their lives, you know, and feel safe and normal. That's our goal.
All right, T, it's time for that news, man. Of course, this is brought to you by our amazing, amazing friends at Michael Hatcher and Associates, guys. If you are in the market for a new career, this is a place you want to go check out. We've said it week in and week out, and we'll continue to do so. This is one of the best, if not the best, company in Olive Branch in DeSoto County when it comes to places to work. If you're tired of your job, don't feel like you get paid enough for your job, or you think your benefits suck and you, you, you should not be being appreciated, this is the place you want to go check out. Now, you might think, well, it's a landscape and architecture. And you know, it means you have to cut grass. No, that's not true. They do several different types of jobs, several different types of levels, you know, and I believe they have a spot for you if you want to come be a part of a great, great team, great benefits, great pay, and a motto of hire for life. What's better than that? Go check out HatcherLandscape.com, and you can see all these things they're offering, or you can call our town acquisition manager at 662-755-3207 for more information. T, what are we looking at for news today, brother? Well, the big thing uh, uh, around here was happened yesterday, uh, Saturday, uh, when we heard about this uh, plane down in Tupelo. Uh, it was stolen from the Tupelo Airport by a person that worked for Tupelo Aviation. Uh, went apparently joyriding for a while, if you want to call it that. Uh, but initially, shortly after takeoff, uh, the pilot who was in the plane by himself called 911 and threatened to pri- uh, crash that plane into one of the Walmarts in Tupelo. Of course, they evacuated that part of town for a while. They also did the same thing in the New Albany area. That Walmart was shut down for a while. Uh, according to ath- authorities, that shortly after it took off, that uh, they had a, uh, a negotiator that was on the radio with him. They also had a private pilot uh, uh, to try to talk him how to land the plane. Uh, the guy that stole the plane had had some uh, some pilot lessons and apparently could take off but didn't know how to land. And uh, according to authorities, got to about within 100 feet of landing back at the airport and then aborted the takeoff, I mean, aborted the landing and then pulled back up and then went riding around for several hours all across Union County, Lee County, Tippa County, Benton County, all in that area. Uh, of course, on the uh, on WTVA, which is the local TV station in Tupelo, they had several hours of live coverage. Uh, they were showing an app where you could track the guy and where he was going and what he was doing. And uh, we all kind of knew, uh, you know, watching it uh, when he must have uh, crashed the plane uh, because suddenly it just stopped. Uh, however, the guy was un- was was fine. Uh, the plane was still intact, but it was damaged. He, he landed in a, in a field somewhere. He was quickly taken into custody. And... Uh, the latest thing that, that I know about the situation, it was earlier today on Facebook. I think it was on WTVA's uh, post on there as well. Uh, they had, you know, several, s- several comments, over 100 people commenting, uh, talking about giving him a second chance and, you know, how he needs help and he doesn't need to go to jail. But, hey, uh, now he's got the F- FAA, the FBI was involved with it. He's going to be charged uh, with grand larceny for stealing the airplane. And I, I, uh, also, I think, a, a homeland terrorist charge or something in that nature oh, as well. Just just that charge. So, yeah, <laughs> just, just that, that one. Just that one. Small, small. But, uh, but yeah, it, it captivated North Mississippi for pretty much hijacked our morning yesterday. And so uh, – but, hey, I, I, I'm glad that it ended. I'm glad that the guy wasn't hurt. Uh, if he needs help, he, I hope he gets the help. But at the same time, regardless of our situations, 
uh, most times there's very few occasions where uh, where we don't get to uh, have the consequences of our actions, and I'm sure that our legal system is going to go through the proper channels uh, with him as well. Yeah, no doubt. So I had a lot of some friends of mine that were at the Oxford for the Ole Miss game, and it was making buzz over there. And some people were starting to create kind of a little panic over there, talking about, well, what if that plane just goes and crashes into the stadium over there? You know, because it was just kind of a wide open stadium, you know. Yeah. You know, nothing like creating a little bit of panic for yourself, you know. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Let's give – hey, hope, hope, hopefully – let's post this on Facebook, and hopefully he's reading it while he's up there, and let's give him another idea of what he could do. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. T, oh, is, well. there, is there still a petition going on around here? There man? is still a petition about widening 305 and a couple other areas up in North Mississippi. Hey, if you're interested in support, uh, the widening of, of uh, our main thoroughfares coming in and out of DeSoto County, uh, sign up, sign up that on that petition, get it over with. If you like being uh, stuck in traffic, if you like uh, taking a long, t- excessive time to get to work, hey, just sit there and do nothing. Uh, but you have a choice of, of what you can do. So if you're looking for, uh, for being able to get to work a little uh, faster, a little safer, at the same time, and uh, help things uh, move easily with the traffic in our area, make sure and sign that petition. Yeah, no doubt, guys. That's going to affect 51, 55, and 305. And we're wrong. Construction is never good, but it could definitely benefit us for the future growth that we already know is coming and the infrastructure, all that is very needed. So we definitely are promoting it. So go check out that petition uh, anytime you can to go sign up. Guys, do you own a house or a property that's in bad shape? Or do you have a house you just want to sell really fast because something traumatic's happened? Something, something's changed and you need to get out of Dodge quick. Don't want to fool the realtor. Don't want to fool the process. Maybe this real estate market is not for you. Um, then, guys, we have a great, great company called Robin Properties. And they have a website called iBuyDeSoto.com. That is iBuyDeSoto.com. And you can see all the processes they provide when it comes to offering for a home. They do fair and honest cash offers, fast closings to help the person out. And get this, the houses they buy or properties they take over, they renovate them, make them better, improve the house, improve the community. And they sometimes do rentals, but they make sure they screen their people to make sure it's not that typical or nightmare scenario you're thinking of, of just dumping realtors in a place and ruining a neighborhood. That's not how it goes. So guys, seriously, go check out their website if you have a property or know somebody who has a property that might be interested in working with a great local company. And that is iBuyDeSoto.com. All right, our last little piece of local news is more like a public service announcement, I guess. Olive Branch Lions Club is hosting a golf tournament to raise money for for their community outreach. It's Monday, September 26th at the Olive Branch Country Club. Four-man teams are encouraged to sign up, and they're only $450, uh, which includes a whole sponsorship. If you have any questions, please, please, please contact Brian Cashian at 662-890-3128. And that's all we got for our news today. Hey, and a quick reminder, if you'd like to advertise with us, please give us an email at theobpodcast at gmail.com. T, it's time for those dad jokes, man. Are you ready for some more laughter today? Yes, I could use some laughter today. (laughs) 
Well, before we get as started, always, before we get started, you know we got to mention our main man, our insurance agent, our number one guy of DeSoto County, Allie Edgelaw. Guys, this he works for Alpha Insurance, the ace agency of Olive Branch. And if you're interested in saving some money, like I did. And getting better personal care, somebody you can actually call or text instead of having to go through an automated dialer or talk to four secretaries and just feel like you're another number who has to pay out and just don't feel very like you're loved at all. This is the company you, you want to you work for. You don't, ha- you don't have to hit zero multiple times in order to get a human no. being. No, and then give in your social security number and then your cell phone for in case they call you back or something else. Thank and then hit six. goodness. Yes. Uh, guys, seriously, I went and met him. Talk to him personally. Great, great experience. Better coverage. Save me money. What's wrong with that? Call him today to get a quote. It's free. No obligation. You can call the, the office at 662-893-0928. All right, T. Got some good ones for you, man. Are All right, hit me. you ready? Hit me, hit me, hit me. All right, T. What do you call a Chinese man with a video camera? I have no idea, and I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> His name is Filming. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. That was, that was Zach that, that, that yeah. told that joke. Hey, I'm telling you, my emails coming in for jokes are just getting better and better. You know, oh, my gosh. You. All right. <laughs> T, did you hear? They are not making 12-inch rulers any longer. Okay, why? <laughs> you missed it right there. <laughs> They're not making 12-inch rulers any longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> All, right. All right. That one stumped me right That's there. I was, waiting. Yep. Yep. I was waiting for the punchline, and yep. it punched me. That's right. Okay. Did All you hear right. about the guy that got his coffee stolen? No. The officer said he got mugged. Y'all, that, that, that's, well, he's drinking some weak coffee right there. <laughs> cheese. That cheese. was weak coffee. Yeah, that was pretty cheesy right there. Oh, stringing along. All right. T, I've been telling everyone I know the benefits of eating dried grapes. It's all about raising awareness. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and our last one. Here we go. Here we go. Thank God. Oh, Here we go. T, I brought a friend of mine who happens to be blind a cheese grater for his birthday. A week later, he was shaken and told me that was the most violent book I've ever written. Oh, or ever read. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Guys, as always, really appreciate the emails and the comments and the messages, sending us jokes. Uh, you know, I know some of these I cannot put on the air if they are inappropriate. So I know some of these are risque, but. Please send us those dad jokes today. Yeah, remember, (laughs) dad jokes, dad jokes. But again, thank you all so much. Really, really appreciate it. And guys, as always, we hope that you're telling your friends and your family about our podcast, Uh, you know, your coworkers, everybody, and tell them to subscribe. And if they got an extra minute, hit us with a five-star review on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. T, it's time for that motivational message, man. And, of course, another great one. This one's a little bit longer. But, you know, this is so true. Uh, this is one of those things where a lot of times you don't realize that you've got to take gambles, risk, or you have to see that sometimes – Things can get really bad, but it might produce something way better for you in the end. And, uh, you know, like the old adage, can I got to get worse before it gets better? 
And uh, this is a great one. Um, you know, I really, really appreciate the person who sent it to me. Uh, I really like the audio. So let's go to it now. Sometimes it takes certain things falling apart for better things to fall into place. Sometimes it takes losing what you're settling for to remind you of what you truly deserve. Sometimes it takes the most uncomfortable paths to lead your life to the most beautiful place. I know it's hard, but you'll never see the purpose of the storm until you see the growth it produced. You'll never see the purpose of someone leaving your life until you see what's best for your life. You'll never understand why you're going through what you're going through until you see the strength, the power, the growth that it built inside of you. Yeah, sometimes we just go through things and we don't understand why we have to go through. But uh, in the end, a lot of times we come out much, much better uh, for it. You learn a lot from things that you go through as well. But I'm going to tell you what you want to talk about uh, becoming wiser through experience in life. You know, there have been many things that I've gone through and I know that you 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 have as well at some point in your life that. You know, people go, uh, you learn from those things and people go back and say, well, wouldn't you want to go back and be this age again and whatnot as well? My answer to that is no, only unless I know what I know now and I have understand the experience I've gone through and then go back and make some changes and decisions. But, you know, just like the only way you really learn to really appreciate a, a sunny day is to have some rain come in every once in a while. And, uh, as long as we can learn and grow and, and be able to prosper from, from things that happen to us that may not be exactly what we want, but it can make us better people, then, you know, you're always going to come out smelling like roses uh, when that happens. I agree with you, T. And I, I preach it from school all the time, especially when I talk to teachers when we have bad days. And I have bad days. And sometimes it just sure. feels good to talk to somebody is that every day you learn something. And it might be as small as is that I learned today that I can cope with this a little bit longer. Or I learned today that I've got a little bit closer to the putting this behind me. Or today I learned that, you know, I'm seeing the value of why I had to go that way for me mm-hmm. to learn where I need to be going now. And yeah. a lot of times that's something you don't want to go through because you want to feel like you have forethought and you can see in the future and different things about nature. But mm-hmm. sometimes that's not true. Sometimes right. you have to be slapped. Sometimes you have to get your foot stuck in the mud. Sometimes your car has to die before and be late to something that's important to you before you see Okay, now you can appreciate the smaller things or prioritize things differently to help mm-hmm. yourself move forward. So, guys, yeah. as always, I hope you enjoy our messages that we put on here. Uh, it means a lot to us. We hope that we've reached just somebody today a little bit to help them out as we keep doing these each and every week. You gave me a shoulder when I needed it. Now it's time for Random Facts, stories you likely didn't know, brought to you by Old Town Fitness. If you're looking for a non-typical gym that teaches its clients in a friendly group atmosphere without pressure or judgment, this is the place for you. Go check it out and meet the amazing owners who want to help you reach your goals today. They're located at 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch, and the hours are Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to noon, and then again from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. They are closed on Sundays. All right, Zach, did you know that the oldest person ever documented 
Janine Calment smoked for 100 years, drank a daily glass of wine, and ate two pounds of chocolate every week. She died at the ripe young age of 122, outliving both her daughter and her daughter's son. Wow. Holy mackerel. Well, man, you talk about having some genes. I know, that's right. Chocolate, my diet. That's what I'm talking about. And smoked for 100 years. Wow. All right. (laughs) Hey. That's before they started putting all the chemicals in it, I That's guess. Right. I don't probably, know. probably unfiltered. Straight yeah, palm oil. You know what so. I mean? That's Just right. the real deal. Got tobacco what, touching her lips. Well, let's go. What a, what a woman. <laughs> all right. All right. Did you know Hawaiian Island of Kauai encourages tourists to check a dog out of shelters for a day as part of a field trip for dogs program? Having the dogs out and about gives them exercise and increases their chances of getting adopted by a local. How awesome is that, man? Great idea. Good. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Way to go, Hawaii. Way to go. <laughs> Did you know 36-year-old Jamie Simonoff founded the company DoorBot in 2013 and went on Shark Tank to raise $700,000? Jamie refused the loan shark offer from Kevin, rebranded the company as Ring, brought on Shaquille O'Neal as an investor and spokesperson, and in 2018 sold Ring to Amazon for an estimated 1.2 to 1.8 billion. That's with a B. Billion dollars. Good, good for him, good man. Good gracious! Believe it or not, I actually saw the episode. That he uh, he you know pitched this on Shark Tank, and yeah. um, the whole nine yards and the name of the name of the company then I can't remember the Doorbot thing and he had something else with it. The name was was terrible, but yeah. when he presented what it would do, no one else was interested except for that one guy who offered him yeah. seven hundred. But it was seven hundred thousand to be a part owner, so much percent. I mean, it wasn't sure. like it wasn't the greatest offer, but it was a lot of cash. Yeah, and he straight. He didn't flinch. He was like, "Not no, but heck no." And now look at him, one a billionaire, well, I, a billionaire. Well, I saw a video where Shaq talked about this, and he said that he was getting a security system put into his house, and it was going to cost him, I don't know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars. And he said, "Forget it." He told the guy, "Forget it." And uh, uh, he he heard about this this guy's product and he was able to install it himself and he said he was overseas in china and his phone dinged (laughs) while he was in china and he opened up the app and he could see who was at his door and talk to the person from china he said he was sold at that point he reached out to this guy here told him says hey i want to invest in your company i want to be your spokesperson you're going to pay me to do the spokesperson and we're going to make a ton of money and the dude went along with it and here here we are today Wow, billionaire, billionaire. That's that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. That's all we got for. Hey, did did you know this or what do we call this? Did you know? However we call it, that's all we got today. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. All right, guys, it's time for our sports. And, of course, this is our football special with our three head coaches. What a night, Friday night. All three coaches come away with another W 
great, great for our area and Olive Branch and, uh, you know, of course, Lewisburg Center Hill. Um, really, really proud of these coaches, proud of the teams, and what just great, great interviews. So let's go to these coaches now. Coach Hector, brother, how are we doing to this on this fine holiday weekend? Man, we're doing great. How about yourself? Man, doing good, doing good. What does it feel like? Wake up at two and zero, another big, big W, home crowd. Uh, I mean, what's 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 the feeling, man? Um, you know, honestly, it feels like you know what's next. <laughs> I mean, I wish, I honestly wish I, I could, uh, you know, kind of turn that off a little bit. Um, you know, I, and I try to. Don't get me wrong. We we enjoy the wins, and, and they're hard to get. Hard to get. You know, winning a football game is not easy. Um, but man, at the same time, it's, you got another one to prepare for. We're trying to make sure we're ready to go. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I'll tell you this coach, and let's just go ahead and you know clear the air here by hell yeah. And I'm not trying to take away from your team, but by hell yeah is a struggling football club. And y'all took advantage of that, and you did what you were supposed to do. You were, you know, if their team is not very good, you're supposed to beat them by high percentage and high point values, and your team did that. So I tell you, that's that's moving in the right direction. Um, but you know, one of the things I thought stuck out about the ball game was y'all got a real slow start. The first, the score. So the first score was like with four minutes left and, you know, it was awesome, you know, what seemed to be turnovers and different things. What do you contribute to that, Coach? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure we were super focused, I mean, if, if I'm just being honest. And, uh, you know, I think I think our kids kind of knew, um, you know, what was going on and we tried to fight that all week long. And, and you know, we, we've got to focus on us, not who we're playing kind of thing. And, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think our focus was there. I don't think we walked into that thing like we would a normal a normal game. And um, end of the day, that's on me of trying to find a way to, you know, make sure our guys are ready to go and and, and locked in on what we're doing. You know, so uh, we'll address that this week, and we're going to try to be better at it. But you know, like you said, end of the day, you're, that's what you're supposed to do. And and uh, you know, we finally kind of woke up and got it rolling, and and things were good. But yeah, we've we've got to we've got to show up ready to play regardless of who steps off the bus. Agreed, Coach. Well, Coach, let's talk about offense. Uh, who were some of the kids that stood out for you during the ball game, you know? Yeah, well, um, uh, Ethan Stafford was one that, you know, we've trying to kind of get him going, and, um, you know, we've seen him some, do some great things over the summer. But he had uh, two touchdown catches um, Friday night. DJ Green had another touchdown catch. So, uh, you know, several guys kind of stood out and, and uh, made some plays, and, Again, it was kind of nice to see some of those guys have put in the work that they have in the off season to, uh, you know, kind of get some points, uh, you know, get some sc- uh, scores. So, um, yeah, those are the big two that kind of really stuck out, and and uh, happy for them and proud of them for the work they put in. I got you, Coach. Now, Coach, um, I did I did overhear that you might have had a lineman get a you know a little bruise or maybe a little bit of an injury come off the field. How is he doing? He's doing great. Um, you know, when when got checked up Saturday and. And, um, you know, much, much could have been much worse, you know, so got a brace and, and, uh, we'll try to get him plugged right back in and be ready to roll. That's great coach. Great. Yeah. Never want to see a kid get hurt or, you know, miss ball games, but you know, luckily this was a minor situation. Let's roll over to the defensive side, um, which has been, you know, in my opinion, much, much, just much seems to be the heart and soul of of the team right now. Cause y'all make some big stops, big stands, big plays, uh, everybody seems to be in sync. What's the uh, what was some of the defensive highlights or kids that stood out for you? 
Uh, all of them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, that that's a group that, uh, man, they work hard. They really hold each other accountable. Uh, they get real mad at me uh, during practice when – when the, the pace isn't what they want, you know, or the tempo of practice, you know, they, they want to go out and hit every single day, every single period. So uh, when you got to dial your guys back like that, it's it's a good thing. But, no, I, I thought our guys did a good job. Our outside backers, Canyon Bell and Coleman Dow, did a great job of setting the edge. But, hell, he really wanted to try to get outside and run, and and uh, they didn't allow that to happen. So, um, again, I, I thought all of them did a great job, and, you know, they're, they're constantly looking to get better and – and kind of pushing each other. So they're, uh, they're a fun group to coach. I understand that. Coach, a lot of points scored. Did any special teams have any uh, special moments or anything that maybe you wanted to highlight? Well, you'll be happy to know that we, we didn't run any, any gate uh, on our, our PATs, and we kicked all those, and, and they looked good. So that was kind of our, our focus last week was, hey, we got to get this fixed. we got to be able to kick extra points. And, um, you know, we kicked all of those. So that was a great thing, and I thought our coverage teams were good. Uh, you know, we had a couple miscues of understanding some things on punt, uh, especially with some younger guys that were out there later in the game. So we've got to kind of go over some, um, you know, scenarios with our younger guys a little bit better, make sure they understand. But, you know, overall, I felt like we executed on special teams, and, um, you know, that's something we put a lot of time and emphasis on. So uh, always a good thing when you see that, that happen with us special teams yeah no doubt coach that's great that's great man well like i said overall great score great ball game i think the home crowd had a good uh, good experience here got a w you're two and oh so these are all positives uh but let's move forward you know i think this next week's opponent which is going to be another home game which is nice and fortunate for you guys kosciuszko they're a pretty good ball club what are your feelings on them what are what are some of the things that the fans in the stands should be looking for things you're uh, going to be working on yeah, well, we've, we've got a, uh, a tough opponent coming in. I mean, there's no question about that. We're very fortunate to uh, to get to host them, and, and you know, some, some things had to change on the schedule. So, uh, like you said, we'll host them Friday night in, uh, in Jamestown. But, uh, you know, they're an athletic group. They're very well coached. Um, you know, they've got some size. You know, obviously they're a smaller a smaller school, but you couldn't tell that by looking at that football program. I mean, they, they're going to have the same number of kids that we have, and, like I said, the, the coaches do a great job, and a lot of a lot of athletes are going to be on the field. So it'll be um, it'll be a tough tough nose football game, hard nose football game that we'll have to get out and play, and and we're going to have to execute. You know, we can't come in unfocused and 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 wait till the first quarter is over before you know before we wake up and get going. I mean, we're going to have to be uh, ready to roll right from the opening kick. I understand that, coach. Now, coach, what style of offense and defense do they run? <laughs> Uh, they're going to be very similar to us. I mean, they're they're going to spread this thing out a little bit. They're going to, you know, they're going to try to run the ball. Um, you know, uh, defensively, they're a, a, a three four defense. So, um, you know, they'll have three down linemen and they'll play some uh, various different coverages. Of course, the teams we've seen them play so far have not thrown the ball very much. Um, and obviously, we're you know we're throwing it a lot more than most. So, uh, we'll see kind of what their adjustments are and how they play us versus how we've seen them play other people. But, again, they've got a lot of athletes. Um, you know, they're going to get those guys in space on offense. And, and uh, you know, those big guys up front are going to try to spill that thing, get the ball working sideways, and, you know, let their athletes come down and make tackles. So, uh, again, uh, it'll be a pretty tough uh, – we got a tough one coming up and, and a big challenge. So, uh, we're excited about it. And that's the type of football we want to play. So, uh, looking forward to a fun, fun Friday night. 
Gotcha, Coach. Now, it's my understanding, Kosciuszko right now is 1-1. One one. Um, they've won a game down in Yazoo, but then also had a, a tough loss uh, Friday night versus Wynonan, which is another good ball club. Uh, so they'll be definitely thirsty for a uh, comeback W. Uh, you know, versus you guys. Would you say that there is an individual player on their offense or defense to keep an eye out for that, you know, maybe is somebody that y'all are going to have to kind of eyeball more or it's kind of the heart and soul of one of their styles of offense or defense? Yeah, like I said, they've got quite a few. I, and I'll tell you the one that's, that has stood out to me really on both sides of the ball is uh, their number five. Number five is an outside linebacker for them on defense, and uh, he'll come in and come in on offense. If he's in on offense, he's getting the ball you know, whether he's at running back or they put him at slot receiver or something like that. So um, definitely one that we'll, we'll keep an eye on, that guy when he's on the field. And, uh, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to come up with a, a special plan, you know, for him defensively because, like I said, he, he makes a lot of plays, a big physical kid. So, um, but again, they've got several guys uh, kind of all over the place. But uh, I'll tell you, that guy really stood out on film. And, and again, one we'll have to have a plan for. I understand that. Well, Coach, we hope you have an awesome week of practice. Uh, I know there's a little bit of uh, weather in the forecast during this week, and uh, hopefully it's nice and dry by Friday, especially for a, a game where both of y'all are kind of wide open, throw the ball around to make it for a more excitement. Uh, but, again, I hope you have a great week. Wish y'all luck on Friday, and look forward to talking to you next week So you're uh, when you're after 3-0. Yeah, yes, sir. I sure hope so. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the talk. All right, Coach, until next week. Is your home or business in need of some restoration work? Maybe a water pipe burst or you have some storm damage? There is an expert company right here in DeSoto County that can handle all your needs. Brian Rowe and his team of DeSoto Cleaning does expert restoration work. They will make sure the job is perfect to your satisfaction. Look them up on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning LLC and that is the capital LLC. They also provide other cleaning service such as steam cleaning carpets, tile, and grout. Or if you'd like to call them on the phone today, you can call them at 662-710-2698 or you can email Brian personally at R-O-W-E underscore 41 at hotmail.com. Coach Peacock, man, how we doing, brother? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. I know you are, man. Nice W on Friday night, but man, what a crazy Friday night. Was it not one of the most wild games you've ever had, at least for the first quarter? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was something now. We, uh, you know, got the ball. It was, it was, and even before the game started, it was something. You know, we were going up into Tennessee, uh, playing Kirby. I had reached out to their coach uh, about wearing our our home jerseys instead of our away jerseys. We contrasted enough, and uh, you know, just just wanted to do that. Uh, he said it was fine, no problem. We get there, and the refs give me a personal foul, fifteen yard penalty before the game ever starts. So. Uh, they backed us up on our kick on the kickoff opening kick or back, made moved Kirby forward on the opening kickoff. I'm sorry, we got the ball first. I think we caught the opening kickoff on the one. Had a decent little return, drove down and scored, and then we kicked off to them. We kicked it out of bounds twice. They backed us up both times, and then the third time they tried to lateral it, and we hit the kid and recovered it uh, deep in their territory. Scored again, and then we kicked off again and hit the kid, and he fumbled it, and we recovered it. Scored again, kicked off again, hit the kid, he fumbled it, we recovered it, and scored again. So we were we were up 28 to nothing with three minutes and 30 seconds left in the first quarter, and our defense had not stepped on the field yet. Uh, so it was definitely a, a crazy, a crazy uh, first quarter. 
Coach, I, in my experience, I mean, I was on the sideline with you guys. Uh, we got real fortunate to be able to watch the game, and I, I have never seen that in my entire life. I've never even heard of something like that happening. Uh, it was just – it was absolutely unbelievable. And, then, you know, it just changes the complexity of the ball game. I'm not saying Kirby was a phenomenal football team, <clears throat> but I think that their their mindset going, going to a game 28 to nothing without even being able to run a single offensive play – that, that has to be a level of demoralizing that is just probably too much to come back from. And, you know, it just completely changes how somebody planned on coaching, how they planned on running plays, planned on how they were doing defense. And on that's on both sides of the game. I mean, to me, I hate to say it, but I, I feel like y'all didn't get a whole lot out of this ball game um, other than, you know, two or three good series of offense. The rest of it just ended up being, you know, like – them trying to play catch up when it was impossible. And then before you know it, at halftime, it was 41 to nothing. And y'all played the JV for the rest of the ball game. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, uh, I think their starting quarterback was out and I think their starting linebacker was out. So I think that hampered some of what they would have normally done offensively. They had been a, a 10 personnel four wide offense and they, they were mainly two back, uh, with against us Friday night. In fact, I think they were only two back against us Friday night. Um, so I, I don't know if it's quarterback got injured or, or he was disciplined or, or whatnot, but, but yeah, he didn't play. And, you know, like you said, we just got off to, or they got off to such a bad start. Um, it, it kind of took them out of their game early on. And, um, you know, I thought our kids handled it pretty well. You know, you go into a game like that where you feel like you're the better team, you know, so it can be. Uh, good sometimes and that you got there, you handle your business, you do what you're supposed to do, or you can play down, you know, a level sometimes. And, and that's what I was worried about. I was hoping to get to work on the passing game uh, a little more than we did, but we, we did get to throw it a couple times and work some sprint out and uh, threw a touchdown off sprint out, threw another touchdown off a of play action. Um, and then, and did, a you know, some, what we call three-step boot game, uh, ran that threw it for a big first down on fourth down. Um, so, you know, we saw some good things, uh, but just, um, you know, we've still got some, some cleaning up to do and some more to do uh, before we get into district play. I agree, Coach. I hear you. Well, Coach, offensively, you know, uh, who would you say uh, or was there any kids that kind of stood out to you, had an ex- extra special night? I know that I believe it's Roderick Jefferson had the big first touchdown catch, and that's, you know, that's another one for him, and he's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but anybody else stand out for you? Yeah, I thought our quarterback played well. Uh, Jaden Logan, second start, um, you know, first drive. Uh, we went down and scored, and, and that was the longest drive we had uh, from a from a number of plays standpoint. I think it was a, a decent little, you know, seven-play drive, something like that. Um, got down in there and, he, and threw a touchdown. He threw another touchdown on sprint out. Um, so, I I don't I don't know what his his stats were, but I, I know he threw the ball twice and threw two touchdowns. I think he may have threw it a third time, but I'm not I'm not positive on that. Um, thought he played well. Our B backs both continue to play well. One's a senior, uh, runs hard. The other one's a freshman, gonna gonna do great things. And I thought our O line uh, did some did some good things. I think they're playing with pretty good pad level, um, which is what we really harped on after the jamboree. Um, still. Still got some things to clean up, uh, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I, I like some of the decision-making that's happening at the quarterback position and and the blocking on the perimeter. I thought our A-backs and our receivers have really done a great job with that, and that's, 
you know, we want we always want to talk to them about being special without the football, uh, you know, and doing great things when you don't have the ball for your teammates, and that's what we want. And being able to see some of that is, is really good. Coach, I agree with you there. That was one of the things that I thought was really impressive. I think your offensive line was doing great. Um, but I think the your receivers, like you said, your A-backs, like that, when they got into the blocking incorporation, uh, they were really getting after it. And it, it makes a difference, you know, because the reality of it is is that most teams we play, uh, if they're there for the pitch or, you know, when you're trying to go outside where these guys have the opportunity to block, if your guys make a good block at the point of attack, usually it's one cut away from a 10-plus yard play every time. And uh, I think they did a phenomenal job on that. And I, I just kudos to those guys on that. Coach, defensively, uh, Kirby never really got anything going. Like you said, it looked like the quarterback was out. They were trying to run something different offensively. I hate to say it, but, I mean, y'all were penetrating from every different direction, causing a lot of problems. And it seemed like the only time Kirby had any big-time plays is if it looked like a busted play or something just happened to get outside um, you know, or break a tackle. Other than that, y'all pretty much had him hemmed up against the shutout. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think our starting defense played really well. You know, they were they were kind of chomping at the bit by the time they finally got out there. I thought they played really well. I think we've got a chance to be really good on defense as long as we stay healthy. And, you know, we've got four D linemen that we feel comfortable playing and we can rotate and kind of keep some guys fresh. And then our two inside linebackers, man, they just they play really, really well. One's a really good big kid, uh, Division One type uh, linebacker, and the other one's just a tough, hard-nosed, he wrestles for us, got a great nose for the football, plays with a real high motor. Uh, and, and those interior five guys just do a really good job for us. And, um, you know, so as long as we can uh, not give up big plays and make people drive the field, I think usually they're going to they're gonna find a way to make something happen. Absolutely, Coach. I think it's a great job. I think defensively it was great. Again, I think the game ended up being kind of a wash. And, uh, I mean, I'm happy for the team getting the W. But I think next week is going to be a real challenge. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what you got? Uh, you know, is that Collierville? Is that correct? Yeah, we got Collierville uh, coming to our place. Um, so it'll be uh, obviously a good game. I think they're two and zero. They beat uh, actually they're three and zero. They beat the Wooddale, um, uh, Douglas, and uh, then White Station. They beat them Friday night. So you know their first two games were similar to our Kirby game. Um, you know, not getting a whole lot from them. They were just uh, the, that much better of the team. White Station played with them a little bit, but they still handled them pretty well. So, you know, we'll have a great crowd. They'll, they always bring, you know, I think our schools are seven miles apart um, right there just across the state line and, and by Hellier Road. And so they'll bring a great crowd. It's usually one of our biggest gates. Um, uh, be a great atmosphere. Hopefully we'll have a great home crowd and, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, Play, play great football and, and find a way to come away with a W. I heard that. Coach, what style of offense and defense do they play? What are we going to be looking at this week for practice? Uh, you, they're going to be similar to what we've seen the last two weeks defensively. Um, you know, they're they're 4-4 base. You know, they've done some different stuff against us just because we're different offensively, but they played us in their, in, in their 4-4 base last year, um, and they've done that, you know, off and on over the last five or six years that we've been playing them in the flex bone. Uh so I, I feel like that's what we're going to see. Um, and then offensively, they're just, you know, traditional spread, uh, you know, power counter, run some split zone. Uh, got a quarterback that I think has a – maybe is committed to Austin P or has an Austin P offer. Uh, they got a receiver that's a sophomore that's 
I think he's one of the top, you know, in the top five receivers in the state of Tennessee, um, maybe one of the, the top receiver in his class. Uh, dad played ball at Memphis, so he's he's really good, and we got to do a really good job on him. Um, uh, they're, they're good in the kicking game. They're always good in the kicking game, but they're not quite as good as they, they have been. They lost, uh, I think, a three-year starter and kicker to Mississippi State, so – Hopefully, you know, the last couple of years we've started on the 20 every every drive because he just boots it seven yards in the end zone. This year I think we'll get get a chance to return some, and that, I think that would be good for us. Uh, hopefully get some good field position on that. Uh, so, I mean, all in all, I think it's going to be a great game. You know, they do a good job up there. Uh, the, they, they're able to start practice several weeks in front of us and, and have a couple of scrimmages. So, usually they're a little further along it from a kind of a polished standpoint. But um, – uh, just looking forward to the game and, and hopefully, uh, you know, finding out a lot about who we are and, and hopefully coming away with the W. I heard that, Coach. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I can't thank you enough for your time. I know it's a holiday weekend, and I hope you and your family have enjoyed it. Uh, you're not working those coaches too hard. Um, but I hope you all have a great, great week of practice. Um, you know, I know there's a little weather coming in, but the heck, that could benefit us when it comes in. Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, again, thank you for your time and good luck, and we hope to be talking to you with another W uh, next weekend. Yeah, man. Thank y'all. Coach Russell, man, how are we doing on this fine holiday weekend, man? Man, I am doing great. Doing great. Enjoying family time. And uh, we got an off day today. We'll go in really early tomorrow and get everything ready to go for start. I heard that. I heard that. Now, are you going to make your guys uh, practice on uh, the holiday or are y'all going to start up on Tuesday? Yeah, we practice on Monday. Normal Monday schedule. Kids come in. Uh, their normal time, get ready to roll. We try to keep things as normal as possible. Uh, we don't want to waste that day. Uh, you know, that day for us is our install day and kind of going through fixing things for the previous game and then installing our new game plan. So it's a it's a vital day in our process. I understand that. I understand that. Well, Coach, let's talk about Friday night. Big, big W versus St. George, uh, you know, a quality opponent. Now, Coach, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, St. George did not look as good as they normally have in the past. Kind of struggled a little bit, um, but, you know, y'all's defense, again, is probably the heart and soul of your team. Just going to put it out there. They are fast, they are stingy, and they will hit you. And basically that shutout you brought out there proves that point. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Anytime you hold an opponent that's worked an entire offseason, an entire week, that, that week to get ready for you, and you hold them to zero points, you got to be proud of your defense. Uh, those guys played really, really hard. Um, you know, I mean, they were they were everywhere. You know, talk. We always talk about eleven guys in the football. That was happening over and over again. I mean, we had everybody's running to the ball, being aggressive. Uh, Coach Frazier and his staff did a fantastic job of game plan and, and attacking on on defense. And the guys are fired up now. They're fun to watch. I heard that. Well, Coach, did any guys stand out Friday night, or any couple guys stand out and have really big nights? Yeah, well, I tell you one that really did. I'm telling you, he was we, he was uh, he was eating up offensive linemen and running backs and quarterbacks. Was big Walter Rogers. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, coach, he uh, he was running over everybody. He was tackling the center and, and the running back at the same time, and he had just a, a heck of a game. Uh, I don't have the stat sheet right in front of me, but I know he had a couple of tackles for loss. I know he had a sack. You know, I know he had a forced fumble. I mean, he just had a he had a game. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And what grade? What grade level is this youngster? He is. A, he's a senior. He's a senior. So we rotate. You know, we've really got we've really got six starting defensive linemen, and he's one of those six starting defensive linemen, and they all rotate through constantly. And 
you know, that's one of the things that makes us good is that we never have to slow down because nobody ever gets tired because we have enough depth just to roll those guys. And, um, and you talk about one, one guy comes out, the next guy comes in. You take Rogers out, you put Ruff in, and, and there's really not there, – there's no drop-off between the, either one of them. I mean, they're just both really good football players. So, uh, you know, it's tough on the opposing center for sure. Oh, that sounds like it, Coach. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's one thing to be said. When you got depth in a defensive line, you, you're going to have some good things going on for sure. Now, yeah. Now, Coach, yeah. I can say this, and let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves, like we talked about, man. Offensively, you might have had 37 points on the board, but I don't think you were happy with your team after Friday night's performance when it comes to offense. A lot of miscues, a lot of ball on the ground, a lot of things didn't go your way. What, what do you got to say, Coach? Turnovers. We've got, we've got to fix the turnovers. Um, you know, there was a lot of discombobulation in the game, the – the refs came out and immediately wanted were worried about you know socks and knee pads and and they completely changed the start of the game. You know, in fact, the opening kickoff got moved back because of the because of, I don't know if it's because the kid had a clear visor on. It was it was really crazy. So it kind of discombobulated things as the game started, and then we got going, and then we put the football on the ground, and it just felt like we can never really get in a rhythm offensively. You know, there's always something that was just. Uh, a little bit off, uh, obviously, far too many turnovers. I mean, our goal was to have zero turnovers in a game. You know, we uh, we had multiple turnovers in this game. You know, so uh, we've got to get that fixed. You know, we play a really good opponent uh, this week in Starkville. You go fumbling the ball around, throwing it to the other team, and, and you'll get beat pretty bad if you do that. I got you. Well, Coach, did, any, did you have any bright spots on the offense? Anybody uh, stand out and do a good job? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, that's what's kind of crazy is I, we were looking at it and trying to figure out who the offensive player of the game is after the game, and you know, honestly, can't find one. There's not, there's not anybody that really stood out and having just a really great game. You know, I say that, and we scored 37 points, but we're none of us are really satisfied offensively with how we played, and, and uh, that you know, that was frustrating. Um, you know, we kids played hard. Now, don't take, don't get me wrong on that. Our kids played extremely hard. They played to the whistle. They did everything they could, but we just made too many mistakes. And yeah. so, um, you know, I don't look at it. And I don't think I don't think anybody looks at that game and says, you know, I played my best game on, on, on that night. Well, coach, just one thing to say is if you can give yourself an honest evaluation, there's, you know, that's what you got to do. And if there wasn't a guy who stood out offensively and y'all were able to call it like that, that's a good thing. To me, you know, that challenges your players and your team to step up to plate to do better for the next ball game. Because as you've said, this next opponent you have is going to require y'all to be, uh, you know, not perfection, but you need to be at the top of your game when it comes to execution, no turnovers, and playing one of your best games because uh, Starkville is no joke. Yeah, you know, Starkville – uh, they're as good as it gets in, in Mississippi football. I mean, they are, they're always right there in the final conversation uh, for the state championship, and they're a team that will be right there again this year, I, and there's no doubt about that. You click on the film, and, you know, they're talented at every position. They're talented at the defensive line, the linebacker position, the secondary. Uh, you look at their offense. They've got a back that just is hard to tackle. I mean, he's a small, undersized back, but he – he runs like he's angry at somebody every single time. They've got a good offensive line, good skill guys. They've got three receivers that could start for just about anybody and a quarterback to get it to them. So, now they're talented. They're real, real talented. So, uh, 
uh, like you said, when you play a team like this, it is a really good football team. You just have to minimize mistakes. You have to play. Uh, you don't have to play perfect because nobody's going to ever play perfect. But you can't. You can't shoot yourself in your own foot and uh, and and. But you know, have to play two teams. Play them and yourself. I mean, it just you're not going to be successful against a good team. Oh, you're absolutely correct, Coach. That's an actually a great evaluation. Coach, let's, one thing I didn't mention when talking about our game Friday night, did, did you have, what about special teams, Coach? How has special teams been going for you? How was it Friday night? Well, you know, we, you know, I think Logan Schultz was our, our you know, special teams player of the week. He, he had several really, really nice punts. Uh, special teams actually, our punt game did really good. Um, and we actually got a couple turnovers off of punt. We got a couple punt blocks. You know, so those things are, you know, that's a part of the reason we scored 37 points without playing great offensively is that our defense and our punt block uh, team gave us gave us a really short field several times. Um, our kickoff team, we kicked too many out of bounds. You know, we tried to try to do a, a, a deep kick on the sideline and hooked it a little bit. Uh, we kicked, I think, three out of bounds, and you know, that not, not really excited about that. Uh, we want to leave it in the field of play and forced them to get returned and uh when we did that we pinned them deep uh you know so we just got a little bit of work to do there i thought our coverage teams did a much better job of challenge those kids after last week we we didn't cover i didn't think well enough on punt or uh a kickoff and, and both of those teams really excelled as far as their coverage goes gotcha gotcha well coach that's that's good i mean you, you got to have all three phases if you're going to be a top-notch successful football team and Man, when 37 to nothing, it sounds like you were able to make up for miscues and that your all three phases did what they needed to do to come out of there victorious and victorious very well. Um, Coach, I mean, you're 3-0. I know the home crowd was probably very, very excited. I'm sure the atmosphere was, uh, you know, electric. Um, you know, hopefully you're going to have a big crowd, you know, make the trip down to Starfield to uh, give you some support versus a quality, quality opponent. And, uh, you know, I hope you all have a fantastic week of practice, Coach. I think uh, it was po- talking a little bit of weather, but having that turf field should be able to help you a little bit and playing on a turf field down there. And, you know, the, uh, hopefully the weather doesn't do like it did Saturday with Mississippi State that had a two-hour, two three-hour rain delay. Um, but, uh, you know, wanna, definitely want to wish you some luck on that, man. Right, well, we're going to need that. Nobody wants to sit around and wait on the weather, especially on a long drive like that. You know, you, you look at, uh, you know, just the normal itinerary of when we're getting back. We bus shouldn't arrive back in Olive Branch till 1 o'clock in the morning on a normal schedule. You back it up two hours, uh, game time, you're looking at, at, at trying to drive back and get a bus back at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's that's pretty that's pretty, pretty tough. So. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> Let's call it what it is, mm-hmm. man. It's that's brutal. Bad. <laughs> that's bad. I hear you, Coach. Well, Coach, I can't thank you enough for your time, especially on a holiday weekend. I hope you and your family enjoy this three-day weekend. And uh, don't, don't, don't work them boys too hard tomorrow, but I know you got to get that practice in and get them ready to install and have that stuff going for Starkville. But, again, wish you luck for Friday night, Coach, and look forward to talking to you next weekend. Hopefully, another W under your belt. I hope so. I hope so. It'll be a tough one. Yeah, man. Coach, again, thanks for your time, bud. All right. Thank you. Hey, big wings for all three of those teams on Friday night. Congratulations to all those. Hey, got another one coming up this week. I mean, celebrate while you can. Get your nose to the grind. You got an, uh, another tough one coming this Friday night, guys. Amen, brother. Amen. 
Well, guys, I think we're going to call it for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed our content as always. And remember, if you enjoy our show, you probably would like our brother podcast, and that is Under the Water Tower out of Hernando. They do a great show, very similar to ours, just covering their entire community and so on, doing some other cool stuff. If you'd give it a shot, go check it out. That is Under the Water Tower. But for, for now, that's it for this week, guys. We're going to see you next week. Until then, I'm Zach. I'm T. We'll see y'all in. That you're gonna find out She fights like a man And she cusses real loud If I was smarter I'd have saved myself And